right now at our home, both of our children really love to read. One of them actually loves to read, one of them loves to look at pictures or be read too. But they really both love to read. And it's really exciting to see that because a trip to the library for them is a big deal. And as soon as we get home after going to the library, they both plop down, find a seat somewhere in the house, they pull out all the books that they checked out, and they will just read for hours sometimes. And you can, you can watch on their face. You, you see the intensity and the concentration with which they're, they're reading as the story is unfolding before them, as, as they see the pictures and are coming, what's the narrative, what's going on? You can tell as emotion spreads across that face, if it's a, a grand adventure, an inquisitive puzzle that they're trying to figure out, a joke is told, or it's very serious and mysterious. And you can see it. It's quite entertaining to watch. It's reminded me of back when I was that age, grade school years, the reading that I like to do and. One of the things that I loved to read the most during those years were these books, the Choose Your Own Adventure series. Anybody remember those? Anybody else read those? So these, these books were awesome because the authors would put you into the main character. They would immerse you into the narrative and at the end of every chapter, you started just like any book, you started chapter one, but at the end of chapter one, there would be a choice, a decision that you would need to make. And based on that choice or that decision, there would be a, a different story then that would unfold. So you'd get to the end of the chapter and it might say something like, the path in the cavern diverges to the left or to the right. Which route do you take? Or you notice a gold medallion wedged into the rock crevice do you pry it free, or do you leave it alone? And then based on the choice that you would make, the book would direct you to turn to a certain page for your adventure to continue. And it's pretty realistic. Uh, the choices that we make in our life, they do matter. The, the decision that we make are going to change and affect our life. If you're taking notes this morning, that's the first thing I encourage you to write down. The choices that you make to speak or not to speak, to act or not to act, your choices do change your life. So I want to ask you, what if Andrew had made a different choice? If you're familiar with the biographies of Jesus that are contained in the Bible, then you probably know that a man named Peter, he is a pretty significant character. Right? Peter is the leader of the disciples. He becomes a leader of the early Christian church. But today we're talking about his brother, Andrew. Andrew and Peter, they were both from Bethsaida, that was a, a town in that northern region of Israel, around Galilee. It was close by to Nazareth and, and Cana, the places where Jesus grew up. And Andrew and his brother Simon, later known as Peter, Andrew and his brother Simon, uh, they both worked in the family fishing business until 
Andrew started to hear about this guy named John. John the, the baptizer, they called him. And Andrew heard what John the baptizer, what he said, how he declared that the kingdom of heaven was fast approaching, how he called the people to repentance, to turn away from immorality, disobedience against God, and to turn back to God. And so Andrew followed John. He wanted to learn from John. And he was there one day when John the baptizer saw a man named Jesus from Nazareth, and he said, look, the Lamb of God. On another occasion, he said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And then Andrew chose to spend the rest of that day with this Jesus. And the gospel writer John then continues the rest of this true story. He tells us Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus the first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Andrew changed Simon Peter's life. From that point forward, a grand adventure unfolded for both Andrew and Peter because they followed Jesus. They accepted his call to become disciples. They, they witnessed his miracles, his life, the love and the compassion that he had for others. But what if Andrew chose differently? What if Andrew chose not to find Peter? What if Andrew chose not to follow this John the baptizer? What if he chose not to accept John's testimony of who the Christ is? What if he chose not to speak to Peter? What if later on in his life he chose not to bring those Greeks who wanted to see Jesus? What if he chose not to bring them to Jesus? What if he chose not to bring Peter to Jesus? How very different the entire narrative of Jesus' life that we have contained in the Gospels would have been. Peter wouldn't have met Jesus. He wouldn't have been called into his service. He wouldn't have become a leader of the disciples. That, that man who was a leader of the early Christian church, the one who wrote letters that are now a part of the Bible, who continue to encourage and inspire believers to this day, that man who got up and proclaimed powerful messages of who Jesus is and called thousands of people to follow him, to put their faith and trust in him. How very different if Andrew had made a different choice. Because all of those wonderful moments— all of that activity, which was God's own work, but God's own work that he carried out through Peter, through his disciples, all of that started when Andrew went to Peter and said, we have found the Messiah. 
All of that began when Andrew brought Simon to Jesus. And different choices would have led to a different story. For Andrew, for Peter, for the entire Christian church. Which reminds you and I that our choices matter. Our choices, our decisions that we make every single day, they do affect both our lives and the lives of others. Both negatively, and they can also affect them positively. And through, through your own life story, there are people for whom you are uniquely situated to speak, to encourage. People for whom you are uniquely situated to share Jesus. And it is exactly and precisely because our choices matter, because they do change the trajectory of our life, it is exactly for that reason that Jesus is so important. In those uh, choose-your-own-adventure books, sometimes the choice that you would make, it would be very short-lived. You know, you'd flip through the book, it tells you to go to this page, so you'd find that page in the book, and then that chapter would just have one paragraph. Maybe even just one sentence. You slipped and fell off the cliff. Oops. Adventure over. Right. You angered the local tribal chieftains and were captured by their warriors and you're now tied to a stake. Oops. Adventure over. You navigated poorly. Your plane crashed into the side of a mountain and was engulfed in a ball of fire. Oops. Adventure over. But in the Choose Your Own Adventure books, it didn't matter because you just flip back to the last chapter you were at. You make a different choice and you move on. Your adventure could continue, but that's not realistic. Right? The, the choices that we make, they, they affect our lives, they change our lives, and we can't go back and change those choices. I started hanging out with the wrong crowd. People that I knew would lead me down paths that wouldn't be healthy for me, wouldn't be good for me, but I didn't care in the moment. And so now I have no money, no job, and a very serious and harmful addiction. Oops. But you can't go back. You can't change it. I allowed my anger to so consume my heart that it completely split my family in two. I, I have broken relationships all around me. Oops. But you can't flip back through those pages. I got so caught up in my career 
and, and corporate and, and capital advancement and success that I missed the most critical and formative moments of my children's life. I was absent as a parent. Oops. I decided to go my own way to forget about God's calls for morality and righteousness and, and his holiness, his command to be holy as he himself is holy. And I know that there is no way that God should even want to come anywhere near me or close to me because of my life. Oops. And you could fill in your own story, each and every one of us. We've made the choices, we've made the decisions that we know lead to death. Spiritual and eternal death. And we couldn't go back and change them. And there's one choice that we could never make. We could never choose salvation. We didn't have that ability within us. We had no power to choose to be saved. Adventure over. If not for Jesus. But Jesus is who Andrew said he was. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the one that God chose to send into this world for us to forgive us, to undo all of the wrong choices that we had made throughout our lives, to remind us of his grace and his mercy, to tell us that we are loved and we are forgiven. That's why it's so important for you to know Jesus. That's why it's so important for people to see Jesus. It's why it is so important for us to bring people to Jesus because Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus chose to save you. It's in a later chapter of this very same biography of Jesus that Jesus himself talks about that choice. He says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. When we wouldn't have chosen Jesus, when we would have fled and run away from him, Jesus chose us. And the, the Bible, this grand narrative of Jesus' life, it declares to us the amazing story of his love. His love that would face every challenge, that would overcome every obstacle, it would work through pain and suffering and hardship in order to win over your heart and your soul. And Jesus chose to live as that Messiah. He, he chose to work in your hearts through that word. And as you turn page after page, chapter after chapter, you see on the pages of the word, on the pages of the Bible, you see his love for you, his grace, his mercy, his forgiveness. The Bible clearly unfolds before you all that Jesus means for you. Jesus made this choice an amazing and incredible choice to live as the Messiah, to humble himself, to come down from heaven above, and to set aside his divine and almighty power so that he could live a life in your place, 
a life that would count for yours so that he could go where you couldn't go. You see, every single page that Jesus turned in his story was a page that brought him one step closer to the cross. Where he would give that once and for all sacrifice that it might wash away the sins of the whole wide world. Peter's sins, Andrew's sins, my sins, and your sins. Jesus chose the cross in order to choose you. Thank God that Jesus chose the cross. Thank God that Jesus chose your eternity. Thank God that Jesus chose you. And then, dear friends, I invite you to thank God that Jesus now allows you to enjoy the adventure that it is to live in his kingdom. Thank God that Jesus now allows you the opportunity and the privilege to make the choices that are inspired and led by faith, that are moved by his grace and mercy. And we thank and praise God that his will is always done. Would Peter have become a disciple? Would he have been a leader? Would, would God have worked through him to, to build up the Christian church apart from Andrew? If that was God's will, sure. Well, Jesus would have found a way to call Peter into his service. But Jesus chose to use Andrew. Jesus chose to work through Andrew. See, there's this wonderful and mysterious tension that the Bible allows to exist. And that is that God's will is always done, and my choices matter. And this amazing and wonderful tension that the Bible just allows to exist, it delivers both comfort and courage. It settles our hearts with peace, and it also spurs us on to work with energy and intensity and excitement and zeal because God has immersed us in the story of his kingdom and the work that we can do to share Jesus. That's why here at Divine Savior Church, we often talk about a harvest strategy, a strategy that we have for bringing more and more people into the kingdom of heaven, bringing more and more people to Jesus, that we want to be strategic. We want to make intentional, specific choices that are going to allow us to reach more and more people with the gospel, that we are going to make specific choices in order to plant gospel seeds in hearts. And you're going to hear the encouragement that everyone brings one. We, we have this prayer and this excitement that God would work in each and every one of us and in our hearts so that we might be an Andrew. That we, when we are reminded of the full, complete freedom 
that we have, the forgiveness that Jesus has given us, as that fills us up with joy, that the very first thing that we would do is go and tell another. It's to think how we might bring someone to Jesus. Today we have a, a special privilege and an honor. Thank and praise God that there are men and women who have made the choice, chosen careers that allow them to share Jesus with children. From the very, very youngest in our, in our academy, in our partner ministry, Divine Savior Academy, to the very oldest of the students there. How different this moment would be if they had made a different choice. How different today would be if they hadn't chosen to go to a training college in the middle of Minnesota. If they hadn't chosen to put themselves forward to be assigned anywhere in the country. If they hadn't chosen to accept a call and a position in Siena, Texas. How different the staff of Divine Savior Academy would be this year. How different the lives, not just of one child, but of hundreds of children would be this year. How different the interactions that parents would have. I and mean, so we thank and praise God that God's will will be done, but God's will will be done through these men and women. And I thank and I praise God that his will will be done through each of you. Andrew made his choice moved by love. It was love for his God, love for his Savior Jesus, and love for his brother Simon. And as you reflect on the love of God for you, then it is love also that motivates your choices. So I want to ask you this morning, whom do you There we go. How many times can I say the same phrase? <laughs> For whom are you uniquely situated to share the love of Jesus? To bring them to Jesus. Parents, love your children. Talk about Jesus in your home with them. Bring them to Jesus as you bring them to worship, as you bring them to our DS Kids ministry. As you grow in your own faith personally. Husbands, wives, love your spouses. Remind them that because of Jesus and all that he has done on the cross, they are forgiven. They are free. They are perfect in Christ. Love your neighbor. Love your friends. Notice that on... If you're taking notes today, there's one last blank that we haven't filled in yet, and I'm not going to give you the exact words that you should write in there because I want you to write a name. I want you to think of one person, at least one person, for whom you are uniquely situated to share the love of Jesus. One person for whom you can be praying 
that the Holy Spirit would open up their hearts to your message. For whom you can be praying that the Holy Spirit would work in your heart to be bold and courageous and to speak clearly and articulate the gospel message, to plant the gospel seed in your heart. Choose your adventure. Joyfully choose to speak of Jesus' love. You can choose to take that step, to turn the page in which you lead them to see Jesus. And we thank and praise God that his will will be done. We thank and praise God that he will work in us. And who knows whose story, whose life we might change. Who knows how Jesus might use you, how he might use them. The way he used Andrew. The way he used Peter. So that we might bring more into the kingdom that lasts for all eternity. Amen? Amen.